from New York City. The Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are no, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor. Able, disabled, gay, or straight, you can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is live from America podcast with Noam Dorman and Adam Gab. Just words. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to Live from America podcast from the Comedy Cellar in New York City. Uh, Noam is not going to be here tonight. He had an emergency and he had to go to Vegas. Or at least that's what he told us uh, and his wife. So okay. I'm not sure. We'll see. But Modi's here. I'm here. You're back from the dead. I'm back from the dead. Yes, finally. Uh, I did the surgery and it's all good. Thank you for all the emails. I got thousands and thousands of emails. From your insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, no one sent you an email. Shut up. Not one. I sent you a text and that's all you got. Not one. I got one by mistake from somebody, for somebody else. So... Um, yeah, Noam is not here. We're going to miss him, but uh, he'll be back next week. And uh, comedian Modi's here. Welcome to the show. And Boris Hyken, back. Welcome. Thank you. I said it right again. You did. I know. And effortless. It sounded effortless that time. Too. I know. It's like it's like my second nature. And a comedian, Derek Humphrey. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? He's back. Good, good, good. And our guest, Mr. Danny Savalos. What? Thank you. Thanks and for having is, me. Is, <laughs> I didn't know if it was time for me to talk. He's a criminal defense attorney and a legal analyst for MSNBC and NBC. And he's one of the guests that I really look forward to have. Sometimes we have guests that I would like, whatever. Uh, and so, <laughs> sometimes uh, like he's one of and from the look at the faces around you, you know, we have a lot of illegal issues. So we're going <laughs> to we're, we're gonna look, look at them and me, you know, so uh, welcome to the show. And it's great to have you finally. Uh, it is so exciting to be here because it, just so our audience knows, I mean, I, I love coming here to the cellar and I love sitting in the back at the bar and listening uh, to professional comedians talk comedy. I'm, I'm almost a, I'm almost a creepy overhearer sitting in. The, sitting oh, so in the you back haven't sometimes. seen any of these guys before? Yes, I have. No, I'm sure I have heard them. I'm sure I have. And then to be led up to this beautiful studio through the, uh, the side uh, door up the stairwell. I mean, this is. This is what people who watch TV shows and movies that feature the cellar, uh, this is what they imagine uh, doing at the cellar, and this is just the coolest. So I'm excited to be here. I can't wait till you realize it's going to do nothing for your career. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when that moment hits you tonight, I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, we had. We you had, know what, guys? That's all my time. We I got to get out of here. We had some victims before. So so we, 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 we were talking before, me and Danny, about like how this is since, since uh, Trump is, is the president, you guys have been so busy, you know? And how we can like prepare for a show like it's I'm sure it's the same thing for you. 
Yeah, news breaks on the minute now, and it's not uncommon today. In fact, uh, I stepped onto set, and uh, the news changed slightly because a new statement had come out from, I believe it was Novartis, uh, about how much money they had given Michael Cohen and the circumstances. And maybe a minute before, it was a different story. The people who write the teleprompter for anchors have a really difficult job now because (laughs) the whole show can change in an instant, and it often does, and that filters down to somebody like me. And oftentimes, I on air you have to just you have to go improv and talk about something that maybe you haven't had a chance to research. Yeah. So it's something that you guys have as a natural skill, but for me, it's it can be pretty scary. Well, we also don't have to worry about being wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. And usually they're okay with getting booed too. So, you know, that doesn't happen to you. <laughs> That's right. It's an empty room. You know, it's funny. A lot of people on TV, it doesn't make you a natural public speaker because you're speaking to basically, you're having a conversation with one other person and there just happens to be a camera in the room. It's yeah. not like working an actual room like a comedian sure. does. But yes, you are right. The news is changing constantly. One of the things I thought when Trump got elected, I remember thinking, well, how will this change? And here's how it's changed. In the past, we used to cover trials. We used to cover things that were knowable, uh, tangible things, like what is the quantum of force uh, in a police shooting? What is the, the, um, the continuum of force in a police citizen encounter? Those are things that I deal with as a criminal defense attorney, and they're things that you can look up. Yeah. Now, we're dealing with things called the emoluments clause. I don't know an emoluments clause lawyer. There's no such thing. I have, <laughs> Frankly, and I'll say it here for the first time, I'd never heard of it before. What Trump. is it? The emoluments clause is the idea. There are two different emoluments clauses like gifts, in the Constitution. Right? Is that they can't get gifts. Exactly, and it's a general prohibition on what? the president and people. You could, his... right? Exactly. That's I know exactly. A few words. No, no, no. <laughs> he's got the beard. He's like, oh, something from the Tomlin's going to come out of him. I had, I had a fortune cookie tag with the emoluments. Two things you can know about Boris right now: he's smart and he doesn't have a girlfriend. I do have a girlfriend. Yeah, he's I'm got just a joking. Because oh, okay. you have a lot of time in your hand, apparently. Oh, so go ahead, they go were ahead. both lies. <laughs> but the emoluments clause is essentially that, right, just like Boris said, you cannot, the president cannot receive gifts either from a foreign country or from one of the states or be on salary by one of the states. And back in the day uh, when the, the Constitution was written, there was a real danger that a guy, a president, since he didn't make a lot of money, could be hired by a local guy. And the basic idea is to prevent corruption. And so the president, even today, when he gets like a St. Louis jersey with his name on the back, he doesn't get to just throw that in his closet because that would technically be a violation of the emoluments clause. It's a gift. So he has to, the the, um, presidential library archives. Exactly. And and they had to create law to deal with things like this. With, you know, when the, when the Philadelphia Phillies give him a ball cap with his, uh, you know, number on the um, back of it. Some countries it's a, custom for them that's to bring what a i was gift. gonna say absolutely right. so they right. bring you know they bring him a vase from china whatever he can't say no thank you i, I can't take it i'm a president right. they have way loopholes around it right, right. Yeah. so they accept it they archive it and later on when he leaves the presidency he can actually i believe buy it back if he wants to with his own money and that oh, makes it that, that it makes it legal it's a really interesting thing but like i said before uh trump none of us there's no such thing as an emoluments clause lawyer it doesn't yeah. get litigated it's not like a dui lawyer whether he has 10, a choice them. He has a choice to buy it back, or he has to buy it. No, back. no, he can't. I just <laughs> imagine like the, the Chinese, the, the Chinese guy, like you're gonna buy that vase now <laughs> over there. You keep it. This is, this is by the way, we accept yeah. gifts here, no problem. No if problem. You, send anybody want to send want. anything? That's what I do like about Trump. Does I'm learning all these new things about our government, and the way it works. <laughs> yeah. like, We're all constitutional lawyers now. It's amazing. Yeah. Everybody has learned you. so much. Well, your you degree is worth so much. Your opening statement is so funny. I was just saying it the other day. I miss news. I yeah. miss news. Yeah. There's yeah. no more news. Fox, this, this, they're not reporting news. 
the president tweets, I'm walking into a meeting with the guy from China. That's the news. Now we know the news. Right. They're, they're giving their commentary on what they think is going to happen. They're not reporting what's happening. Back in the day, I'm, I'm older than <laughs> him. So, <laughs> so back in the day, you, you came home 11 at night, 10 at night, you put the news on and you found out that the president met with Moshe, Harry and Billy. OK, yeah. you found out yeah. this and this not, and this happened. Not only now, not only that, but the, the news will repeat itself. Now, it doesn't right. repeat itself right, yeah. so at yeah. all. Yeah. And then they gave a story. Some fireman saved the cat in the thing. Yeah. Some this and this is doing that. There's a guy in, in Philadelphia doing. There's no more news. Uh -oh. Are firemen not saving cats anymore? Uh, there's just, it's all <laughs> Also, they're fire persons Trump, now. Trump, Trump, Trump. Let me give you a measure of this. It's interesting. And it's, he's nailing it. it it's, he is, I'm, I'm like. He, he wants to make it all about him, and he does. He's, he's, he's he, genius in that. I no, give him that. No, 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 no. And let me, this is my theory, and let, I'd love to know what you think. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, my, my th it's this. This country is, it's a reality show mentality, and he figured it out. And that's how he got elected. And I've been since day one of sure. him showing up. I've been calling every shot he's made. On stage used to be, I used to be doing it on stage, but people don't want to hear about Trump anymore. But he, on this podcast, I call every shot he makes since 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 day one. I've been saying everything, you know, and it's a reality show and he's just fueling it. And the Democrats haven't caught on. The Democrats have not caught on. And they so they keep fueling his thing. We have a president that, if you ask anybody in the country, anywhere in the country, what's going on with the president, they don't know about what's happening in any of his foreign stuff, but they know he's suing a... Uh, uh, adult uh, film star. Adult film yeah. star. That, <laughs> yeah. that they know. To, to me, when, yeah. when, when, when the nuclear threat in Hawaii was like wait, wait, third wait. in the news... Like, yeah, oh, this is yeah, how yeah, my, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the accident. Why, why? Yeah. No, like, this is how that happened. Of course not, because they're fueling it. And he said, okay, this thing with, with, the, with, with, with the dancer is dying down. How can I keep this reality? I know. Let me find the mayor with dementia and put him on. <laughs> yeah. That'll get some good time. And now they're all worried about him. He's casting. And he's not casting. hiring. He's casting. Exactly. Right. He's, he's casting. bodies in the way. He's genius. Yeah. He's, it's brilliant and no one's catching on to it, especially not the Democrats. They have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea how to care, you know. The other night I did my I did an intelligent crowd I performed in front of and I, I was doing my like I have a very short version of this and I always ask him, let me tell you right now how while Hillary lost the election, I go, think of how long it takes you to get this name in your head. Who was Hillary's running mate? God, there you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It should have been Beyonce. Yeah. It should be. It should be Rihanna. It should be. It shouldn't have been whatever that wow, guy's yeah. name was. This little shriveled up white thing with oh, the. Yeah. Who was it? Exactly. Who was it? Some guy with no upper lip. Yeah. That's who it was. But that's not going to get you. One. Beyonce should have been her. Uh, her thing. Uh, it should have been some out of the box, crazy reality show type thing. Right. Oprah. That would have gone. It, her even yes yeah. but it didn't and that's why they lost so that's how trump is doing it but i really miss news yeah you I have a measure of it hearing like, about yeah. what's happening in the world you don't hear about it anymore so news. speaking of what's happening in the world let's 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 uh, let me ask you a question about the iran deal what do you guys think now um how do other nations will start trusting the u.s again after like every president come deletes what the former president does before him do you think that we're gonna have credibility from now on in uh deals or stuff like that I'd like to hear what you guys think on this one. Boris. 
Wow. Well, I, North Korea. I have a criminal lawyer. I'd love to hear what he <laughs> yeah, thinks yeah, about yeah. what's Let's going on. Dumb shit. Boris is so nervous sitting next to Danny. Don't worry. He's well, not there's gonna... somebody with uh, <laughs> facts and like uh, knowledge next to me. I can't just talk out of my ass. <laughs> so, no, in your opinion, like, you know, when a president comes and just delete, like, just like, this is more, it's becoming like the Middle East. Well, that's not unprecedented, right? For yeah. somebody to like get rid of. I mean, that's not the only thing that Trump's gotten rid of that Obama did. It's not the only thing Obama got rid of that Bush did, right? There's other stuff that we've like. But we're talking about like major deals, international deals. So how would North Korea trust us now to make a deal if they say, oh, well, the next president can come and just, you know. Yeah, but they didn't like Barack Obama, I'm pretty sure. Who's, so, who's they? North uh, Korea? Yeah, North Korea or I don't think Iran. Why? Because he's black? Uh, that's Racist. probably a factor. I mean, probably yeah, uh, yeah right. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna like any American. Those those, and it just and it's a it was a really bad deal. So he did. They're gonna understand this was like a did crazy you, did, thing. Uh, can I tell you something funny? Did you guys see the three American that were released from uh, North Korea? Yes, just today. That's yeah, right. uh, three American were released, and I was like waiting for them to come in, and there were three Asian American, and yes. I'm still waiting for the American. To <laughs> 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 and I'm waiting for the news. It's like when are they gonna come in? I want to see them coming home. I was like, that's them. I was like, them? I thought that's like, you know, the North Korean sites and somebody with them. It's, it's crazy. So what do you think? Well, when you talk about North Korea, I think it's fascinating that North Korea really wasn't on anybody's radar until, I mean, they've always had, the, they've always been marching towards having nuclear capability. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that, that, uh, that we talk about North Korea because it, economically speaking, it's not a very significant country. So when it comes to things like trade, I know they have some profitable arrangements with South Korea uh, for labor, but it, it's so interesting to me that that uh, that going back to what uh, what was said about Donald Trump being a, a reality star, it's amazing that he figured out completely by himself that he could insult them and then praise them and then insult them yeah. and then praise them and still bring them to, to the table and actually secure the release of hostages. But uh, it is it is true. Part of our const the constitutional design of the presidency probably never envisioned this this level of international communications. But, I mean, the president does have significant power to conduct uh, international yeah. relations. So it's sort of built into the Constitution that every new regime uh, can, can but if you, as, break as a, down whatever came before it. If, as, as an attorney, like when you make a deal with someone and this someone is known for breaking the deals before the, the court or whatever, you'll be, you'll be like, I won't make deals anymore, right? Yeah. Well, I think the essence of the law is is binding somebody to something written and enforceable so that they can't breach. And when they do breach, they breach in a way that you can you can go after them for whatever they owe. So you're absolutely right. I mean, in, in these kinds of negotiations, there's always the risk that uh, that uh, a place like North Korea could go back on their on their deal. But that's the essence of international negotiations. They already I mean, did. Right, right? Yeah. Didn't they have a deal with Clinton? Yeah, they had a million yeah. things that they Janarino. No, uh, yeah. yeah, it's more. It's more. How do I trust our president in his dealings with it? More. I don't give a shit if North Korea trusts him. Exactly. I, I don't trust. Right. I don't trust him to really like get things done. But based on everything else, but that's also uh, being painted by the media, because we get so much of like everything wrong that he's doing and everything like that. If he does do anything good, I don't know about it. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, like, it used to be a historic thing to like it's such a deal like this. You know, what I'm saying like a sure, deal yeah. with Iran. Well, now, like, when a deal yeah, like this happened, nobody was, really cares. I mean, he, like, whatever. Because it, it's more interesting that he's paying out money to women. Yeah, that I Definitely. mean, that is a that's Definitely. a reality thing. Everybody's like, I'm, you know, Stormy Daniels is the lead on Saturday Night Live. 
not like I you know. know are we gonna fucking like not like north korea shit or whatever because we don't give a shit about that yeah. right who's or iran who's sucking who yeah yeah right wow so right. what about the let's talk about the uh new york attorney general uh, this is go. amazing. Now, this yeah. is a guy who now the thing you need to understand is this. Any attorney general's office is necessarily a political office. They don't they're unlike a county district attorney in that the county district attorney here in New York County is responsible for all crimes, mm-hmm. whether you're selling a pound of weed, whether you're well used to be smoking a joint uh, right up to murder to everything else. If you're the AG, the nature of your your business, you're a specialized agency that gets to pick and choose. And by nature, that choice is politically based. So they get to cherry pick. And Schneiderman gave, revealed a lot about himself in the issues that he championed. He went after Trump University. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Harvey he, Weinstein, he, right? He went that after Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, he was big right, on that. Which, which was supposed to make him a champion. And, you know, if you look at some of his old quotes from just last year, yeah. he talks about Weinstein's behavior as despicable. Right. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing. But you can find these quotes. So to have somebody reveal this kind of behavior, I think, I mean, it just goes to show that you have absolutely no idea who is out there who's, who's well, in just, and, it, and the more the more these people the if you want to know who the biggest yep. biggest pervert or the biggest uh whatever homosexual or you, whatever it's whoever's going against them yeah the guy that was the most anti-gay was getting hand jobs yeah. in the bathroom on the but, what was but, it? i forgot yeah. his there name there was also the new york and there the was the guy oh, that, the pro- but hold right. on what, what is wrong with choking and slapping someone if that's what they're into it if, that, oh, if it's, nothing if, they're if into it's it. consensual no but yeah. these are guys who are trying to put away people but, but who are this doing, is this the is, guy who is the governor that was that was putting away the the elliot spitzer the hookers and he himself was cashing Put a bunch of people. Yeah, but that's that's different. I'm talking about. As soon as somebody's coming for somebody, you know that they're involved. But legally, so you're saying legally whether it was consensual or that statement he made was so funny. Also about it because he's basically just like all my choking and fucking and sucking was consensual. Yeah, and now like not not in that order. It's a a Fifty Shades scenario. Yeah, yeah. But but now the kink community is also mad. I read I read a thing about how the kink community. <laughs> they feel like he's using oh, them now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hilarious. He's, he's pulling Kevin Spacey, but with those oh, guys. The oh, by the way, I'm kinky. Kink community. Sorry. Is right. all, but oh but what, God. like, the, the question is, like, now, like, everything, like, from Aziz's story, from this story, like, you go with somebody and you have sex and you think everything is going right, but now they can come back and say, no, it wasn't, you know? Years later, like, like, what, what is like? Do you have to have like? A, a, no, but the woman it, that wrote the thing on him was that was a big. She listed everything, and she wasn't into it, and it's yeah. a whole thing. And the yeah, yeah, but but that's what. So why did you do it repeatedly? Also, I may add, not one time. Yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned Elliot Spitzer, and and I've been thinking a lot about Elliot Spitzer over the last day or two. Elliot Spitzer is an interesting case because what he did was clearly a crime, and yet it's something that is only a crime because it's a vice. It's what we call one of the victimless crimes, right? right. I mean, no, yeah. everyone consented, everyone was, you know, His he real happened crime is sex. hypocrisy, though, right? His real crime, like, His real crime us. was hypocrisy. Yeah, among us boys. Yeah, he didn't use. <laughs> and, and, the, and the actual crime he committed by soliciting prostitution. Right. But, yes, I mean, prostitution is what we traditionally think of as victimless crimes. I mean, everyone's consenting. If true, the allegations against uh, against um, Schneiderman are more like the Harvey Weinstein, and you talk about things like Me Too, and it's about that continuum of consent. It's the it's to what degree is the disconnect where uh, where one partner or male in all these cases so far uh, is believes he has consent, and the other one clearly does not think there's consent. Yeah. So that is 
that is a really complicated issue. They're investigating, the DA's office apparently is investigating Schneiderman. And under New York law, you can only consent to a certain degree of physical contact. If it causes actual bodily injury, then uh, once you get into bodily injury, you can't consent. Just like you can't consent to a crime, you can't consent to being murdered, you know, just yeah. because you maybe but, have a terminal illness. But now you have, when you role play, now you have to say like, okay, before you're gonna ruin uh, all the role play. There's a safe word. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, I've been to these word. places, Morty, and we're not supposed to tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> the safe word. No, you've been to a safe house. No, safe. <laughs> 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 well, I guess it's not safe anymore if you know what it is. Sitting there with but your... uh, my point is, like, you you having sex now. I feel like they into trying to get, um, and this is not against me too, but you know, they're trying to get men when, no matter what they do. You know, like like. You can't have sex basically anymore. Well, know? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if de enough details here, right? But if you if you were just having regular sex and all of a sudden you punch the girl in the face, it doesn't just transfer the consent. Yeah, but it's over. not all of a sudden, you know. Like, like well, I don't. No, I don't know. I have do, no idea though. what happened there. Also, and then also, if it was like one woman, I'd be like, ah, I don't know about it. But I think there's at least four. Who've but, like yeah, come out and put their four, names on yeah. it. When like four women come out and put their name on it, I'm gonna believe the women but, but in that, that case. No, I understand, but it's the same thing like Aziz, like she said, like he made me and then well, she the, gave him two blue jobs in a, in a row. I think you'll find more disagreement within like normal yeah, for people. Sure, yeah. For sure. yeah. So so it's the same thing with these women, like if they repeatedly slept with him. You know, like, why would you do that? I don't have, I don't know enough details yeah. with that. One. This is why I got married. I don't have no sex. I know. You just got to get <laughs> traditional, marry early, and then you don't have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Just get out of the game. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, what surprised me, I think there's more to it. I think he's lying for some reason. The only thing, because he quit, he resigned after three hours, right? Three yeah, hours. And three within hours. three hours of Ronan Farrow, and I forget the other, uh, the other writer's uh, article in The New Yorker coming out online, Within three hours of Governor Cuomo calling for him to step down, he stepped down. And Gillibrand, yeah. I think, also. And yeah. he issued a statement, really one of the more fascinating statements I've seen, where he admits that in the past, and I'm paraphrasing, I have engaged in consensual uh, gameplay or role play. Thank yeah. you, yes. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was really interesting because it's a departure from the normal approach, which, which is, is none all. of this is true. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. truth will set, That's set me saying. free He's someday. Hiding, yeah. So it was an interesting thing that he came out because he admitted half of the the wrong. Yeah. He admitted that there may have been some violence, but that it was all consensual. Consensual, yeah. Which he should have known that at a certain level under New York law, you cannot consent, even if it's cons consensual, and I'm using air quotes, role play for, for sexual purposes. Is that you true? You can't do that. Is that sure, I'll give you an example. Like I mean, I can't, people, none of them are really consenting legally? They they are, but I think one of the things, and again, I, this is as just as what I've read. I don't have yeah. any personal knowledge of, the, uh, of, that, of that universe, but I think one of the red lines is, uh, is bodily injury. I think they can cause you some pain, they can cause you discomfort, but even if you consented to me cutting you, that is still a crime, especially with any kind of weapon, no matter what. And it, yeah, and it well, makes that, sense. That's if somebody say, oh, cut me. It makes you know? sense. But I've, I, I've been with a girl before. She's like, slap me. And I slap her. She's like, what are you, a pussy? Like, slap me. You know? Well, there's, so, been, like, there's so, been a lot of discussion about the slap in the yeah. context of child um, uh, child discipline because yeah. it's it's illegal 
Uh, to we cause just took a, a real jump. From, no, I know. We'll uh, come back. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. But there's a difference between a spank and a punch because a spank is generally, at least this is the debate, is Open really designed head. to cause some, some pain but not injury. Yeah. Right, Causing yeah. pain, some limited pain. This is the debate. I'm not saying this is the law, oh, but look how causing some limited pain. Look at him. Now I'm tiptoeing pretty carefully. Boy like that. He's scared of you. you know, it's so he's, he's gonna run for something. There's a difference between yeah. causing pain. Oh, I would never. That would be no. Not in the modern times. It's oh, too scary. We'll I see. can't I wait. Just so you, you no, you have though. to run. Look how pretty he is. Then you find yeah, out. No, he'll be for sure running. And then this podcast will come to haunt you. No, then <laughs> exactly. This podcast, all my other demons will come out like uh, the alien out of my chest. No, it, no. But I mean, there's a difference between causing pain for discipline and causing injury for discipline. And that's the same thing here. You can't cause someone injury even if they consent to it. So if you having sex with someone, how far can you go? If if both parties, first of all, what, what do you have to do to make sure that both parties, we have a lot of listeners that pervert like us. Right. So right. What, <laughs> sign, a, sign a waiver. So <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Yeah, do you sign a waiver? Like you need to talk about, like what do you do? But apparently uh, you can't even sign a waiver, right? If it's something where right. injury. That's correct. Yeah, you can't cause, you can't intentionally cause yeah. somebody injury. And there's a difference between, there's recklessness, there's negligence, and each of those have a specific definition. That's but, New York specifically, you said, right? Yeah, actually, that is New York. What yeah, if it's a state where they allow state. assisted suicide? You got to be able to allow a little bit of sex injury if someone can kill <laughs> you. I'll yeah, share. Colorado, I, think. I'll I share. think Boris is on to something. That's a pr- yeah. that's very back good logic. The, back in the day, back in the day. Oh, that's, when, a, that's, when, a, that's a good. Back in the day when you you remember when we used to the show ended at two o'clock one yeah. night. Me and I'm not going to mention the other comedians. We went with these. We went to this like. <laughs> It wasn't an orgy. It wasn't a sex party. It was something a lot of people naked having sex in a yeah. hotel room. I think and I call that a sex party. Yeah. 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 I call that an orgy. I wasn't sure what was really <laughs> happening. And one girl had her arm on like the, the nightstand. Mm-hmm. It's like a part of the frame and it broke and she twisted and you could tell something was wrong. So someone goes, um, someone should call 911. I go, no one should call 911. <laughs> okay. And I put my little thing away and I went right out of that room. Uh, just, you definitely do not call 911. But this is amateur point. party if the if the first option is to call 911. Usually in a good party there was like who's going to kill her? You know, but, <laughs> no, leave her in a shopping cart in front of the hospital. That's the good party, you know. Yeah, I've been to those the, parties. The, ma- the governor's uh, daughter from Animal House taking her to shop. So I have, I have a few questions for you. Like, sure. uh, you know, that uh, one of them is, you know, I always think about it is like, uh, why is there a statute of limitation for rape? Oh, great question. Because I'm it, here now, for, for that. I always ask. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I am. <laughs> you got a calendar? <laughs> for those who don't know, statute of limitations is a law that varies from state to state uh, as to a particular crime that sets a time limitation after which if you don't bring that case or file that that uh, criminal case within a certain period of time you cannot bring it anymore Mm -hmm. if you remember bill cosby most of his accusers except one were all outside the statute of limitations and the one in pennsylvania that that crime had a 12-year statute of limitations they filed it weeks before maybe maybe days before the expiration of the statute and as an idea of fundamental fairness that we all understand that evidence disappears, witnesses, memories fade. And after a certain point, we all agree that in certain cases, it's not fair to bring a prosecution anymore. There's one notable exception, and that's murder. 
Mm-hmm. And I've had I've had a, a recently, not too long ago, I had a murder uh, case that I defended that was 11 or 12 years after the uh, crime was committed. No statute of limitations. They could bring it any time. But I can tell you personally in defending it, it was so frustrating to try and alibi my guy from 12 years ago. And this is not exactly a guy that would have had a cell phone or an email address. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't alibi himself. And it was it was getting to that line of fundamentally unfair. So a lot of people say, hey, why not for rape? Just yeah. make the statute of limitations infinity. Why not? Yeah. But that's fine. If As a society, we want to do that. But we better be ready for the consequence. And that means that when you, Boris, are in your late 50s, somebody from college or somebody from when you were 18 years old can come out and accuse Boris of rape. And if her story is even remotely credible, a prosecutor can charge you. And if we're comfortable with that, if we believe that works, if but one that thing could happen true, now, right? No, because there are statutes of limitations yeah. on yeah. sex crimes. But they can and get the they way, can get you in the papers now, yeah. and then there sure. won't be any trial. Yeah, yeah, sure. But here's my question: but, but I'll just say one trial. more one more thing yeah, is, that, is that that math works if 100 percent of accusers are always telling the truth. Then you can probably say safely we can get rid of statutes of limitations. But we must consider. And I've seen it that in sex crimes there are sometimes false accusations. So before before Boris, I just want to you know Sorry, follow please. up follow up on that, and then we're going to take your question. So with DNA and science, I understand why they did this law before, you know. But now with the science and DNA and all that, these are evidence that could really help. And with 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 a lot of you know recently, well, I don't he, know if it's recently with the children, um, you know, rape and stuff like that. Sometimes they need time to come out. You know, that's right. So why why this is not why they not expanding based on that? You'll be happy to know that that's exactly what statutes of limitations do. Frequently, the word is toll, T-O-L-L. It's like hitting the pause button. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you're an eight year old and a crime is committed against you or even if you're hit by a UPS truck and you want to sue, the law will typically toll or pause that statute of limitations and the clock won't start running until you become an adult. And in many of these rape cases, if you can show, and this was an issue in the Cosby case, if you can show that your memory was repressed as a result of the attack in some states, mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. that will also toll the statute. So, for example, if a victim says, oh, my God, I just had psychotherapy and I remembered that I was abused 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. If she can demonstrate that, that she only came into this memory recently in some states, that will toll the statute. However, and this also came up in Cosby, if she was telling the story 20 years earlier oh my God, I think, you know, I was abused. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be evidence exactly. that, wait, you don't get the benefit of the statute. You could have, you knew about it and you could have brought it. But believe me, the trend is to extend statutes of limitations. But what you will find uh-huh. is that when you do that for crimes like uh, sexual assault, the other thing to consider with murder, you know, you talk about having no statute of limitations with murder. When you have a body, that gives you a lot of evidence in a case. Yeah. You have, you, you get DNA, you get things like that. In sex crimes, often at, years later, there's no rape kit. It's just what we call oath against oath. It's, and you might have a DNA evidence, yeah. crime or what's, no crime. What's your you question? Might. Well, my, my question, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. So I understand what you're saying, but my question is like if it's however many years later and, and we have a presumption of innocence, doesn't that make the prosecutor's job just as more difficult as the defense's job? If your client is presumed innocent and you you got to find an alibi, they also have to find evidence from 20 years ago or whatever it is. That's a great view. Uh, I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. There is a presumption of innocence, but— Remember that the prosecutor has the benefit 
of a witness coming in and they've already developed a narrative. And and now we're getting into a world where I'm, I'm I am a biased criminal defense attorney, but once they believe that complainant, that witness, they're going to find evidence to support their theory of the case. And by the time they charge somebody with a crime like that, they built an entire case to what they believe is beyond a reasonable doubt. So okay. most of the time a defendant is left only with that protection of the uh, presumption of innocence, which sometimes can be hollow. And now they are facing the vast might of the government saying, based on one complainant saying, this is what that man did to me 50 years ago. And okay. if we're comfortable with that, then that's what society chose. I, and I'm fine with that. I have, a, I have a, another great question, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll be the judge. <laughs> no. So now there is a lot of there is a lot of <laughs> throw your great this question. Is, this is my, this is my diary. Uh, now there's a lot of accusers, you know, and like you said, sometimes they're lying. So what is the law? If somebody is li like, if they accuse you sometimes of, lie. yeah, if they accuse you of rape, but you didn't rape them, you know, you were innocent. So what happened to them? Did it just, they just walk away? So in, in another word, anybody can, you know, uh, say this person, this man raped me and then get away with it if they're not uh, convicted. You, you can be convicted on the, uh, we call it uncorroborated evidence. In other words, if they have no other evidence and a complainant, this uh, victim comes in yeah. and points the finger at you yeah. and they have nothing else other than, and that's what Cosby really was. But yeah. I mean, if he if she comes in and says, that's the guy that did it, that enough can be, that can be enough for a conviction. Yeah. But as a defense attorney, what you start to do is you get what their statement is, you get an idea of their story, and then you set about trying to generate, test that case and generate reasonable so, doubt. So based on what I, uh, the episodes I see in Law and Order, so yeah. somebody <laughs> go to the priest and say, this person raped me, and then they go and arrest that person. That's right. Right away. And now you have to get a nice. lawyer and right. you have to defend yourself. Yeah. And she can say, oh, I made a mistake. I saw a few episodes like that. That's that And nothing a, happened to them. Nothing happened to the, the supposed victim? The yeah. Vic yeah. Legally. Yeah, I mean... They don't. That's crazy. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of cases where the victim just recants, uh -huh. but so you never really know for sure. And that's sort of the that's the frustration of criminal defense and prosecution. Some of us we have to realize we may never know the truth of what happened mm -hmm. because obviously you have a complainant saying this is absolutely what happened, and you have your guy saying this is definitely not what happened, and you'll never find out. You'll never really get closure beyond a, a not guilty verdict or a guilty verdict. But uh, but I don't see a lot of victims later on saying, I made it all up. But it happens. There's definitely cases where that happens. And what do you do? Yeah, I guess you could prosecute her. Mm -hmm. uh, Conspiracy theory? No, because uh, actually, it, in a way, it's the opposite. Conspiracy requires an agreement between two or more people. Okay. This can just be one person. It's liable, right? And it's the power of one person coming in and pointing their finger. Although uh -huh. you did have, the, I mean, the one famous example is the, the Duke one. Yeah, oh, the, the Duke lacrosse. Yeah. The Duke lacrosse wasn't just case. her, right? That was like, wasn't like Sharpton or somebody involved with that shit? No, that that might have been the Tawana Brawley. I don't That's know the if, one. if yeah. Al Sharpton. Oh, that was Tawana Brawley, yeah, yeah, with the garbage bags and everything. And there right. were a bunch and of people when, like and, and funny enough, Cosby was the one that championed the cause there. He got involved and he was behind her and he stood behind Sharpton. And then the whole thing was one big lie. Just like and the attorney general. Exactly. It's amazing. I mean, when you think about Bill Cosby, a 12-year statute of limitations. And that was for, uh, I guess I'll say, I mean, the, the crime is, as it's defined, it was for digital penetration. Just, mm -hmm. just with the hand. So think about where you all were 12 years ago. Somebody that you that you maybe had a bad relationship with or somebody that that maybe sometimes there's just crazy people out there. And she comes in and says, this is what 
he did to me. And if the, the detectives find her believable and they, they think she's reasonable, they might file the case. And now you are uh, on trial for your life. It's, it's yeah. a scary thing. But, it's you know, crazy. look, it, it, we are in a, a movement now where people want to extend statutes of limitations because we're making a societal decision that it's more important that a victim, even if she may not be telling the truth, there's most of them are, and therefore we should extend the statute. But, you know, the funny last thing I'll say about statutes of limitations is that if we all agree that after a certain time, certain crimes can't be brought, what is that time? Because when you go from state to state, it varies yeah. by decades. And then what yeah. happens if you decades. move states? Oh, if no, it doesn't matter. It's where the, the situs of the crime. Yeah, but I understand. In New York, we told the story quickly. You know, like in other states, they like listen. So I was walking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so and... what's the legal perspective on like? Because there's there's sort of like a social narrative to it, right? With like the the movement that's happening. Of the course. So, so the yeah. social narrative is that, uh, and I don't know the actual data, but the social narrative says that statistically, it's much more likely that a uh, rape case goes dismissed or unattended to that a woman then rather than a woman lies about rape and the social uh message right now is essentially yep. that like there's a lot more cases of women going with rape to the cops and the cops kind of dismissing it or making her feel mm -hmm. in a way that she shouldn't feel what's the like actual I, legal perspective i absolutely agree with you socially that uh, that not me i'm if, saying this is and i agree with some of it but i i don't know enough to like Right. Yeah, there I are a lot of, if we accept there are a lot of women out there that don't report and, uh, and their cases don't even get to the detective stage, we also have to accept that there are, there is such a thing as false accusation. So the challenge is striking a balance, getting as close as we can to avoiding any innocent people being convicted on weak evidence, but at the same time, encouraging women to come out and make complaints and go to the hospital. The, the bottom line is there's no law that can ever correct the fact that when you're a victim, it's a horrible, horrible thing to be a victim, whether it's a, a mugging or whether it's a sexual assault. And there's nothing the law can really do to make it easier for a victim to come forward. Right. Even, a natural even arresting tendency. the guy isn't going to fix the shit that you know. Exactly. It's not going to change your broken jaw. It, 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 the essence of the human, the human condition is that for the most part, even if it's money, you can't get back. Why? I mean, all of us have had an instance where you probably could have gone to the police about somebody and you're like, well, What's the point? You know, why bother? What 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 do we do? I, mean, I see I see some people smiling uh, in, in our group here, but I could see that I got jumped just, in Brooklyn. Just because it's so serious. I I never forget one time at the comedy club up uptown. I was uh, and I know where the cameras are in mm. uh, in the club, so you know like where the camera has an angle. And I got it. I was there was one loud table. And they were out of control, and all the cameras were like oh table. Blah, blah, blah. I get on, and I end up getting to a fight with the guy. <laughs> and I called his girlfriend. And I've used this word three times in my life. The C word twice was on stage and once was not mm -hmm. on stage. And it never worked out. We well. re we're ready to hear it fourth time. So <laughs> I said, I call, the so I go, no. The, 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 <laughs> so I called her a C word. I, so I called her. I got and, it. And she was. She really was the worst thing that ever happened. And, um, and now the boyfriend feels like he has to defend and yeah. this and oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And I see the boyfriend. He's all gussied up. And you can tell he comes from money. And you can, and then I say, okay. And now you come out and the owner of the club says, do me a favor, come outside. This guy's not going to pay his bill. We call the cops. They're not here yet. Just, wow. just want to keep him here. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you called my girl. A I called your girl a filthy cunt. <laughs> and I'm looking at him. And he's got a nice watch. And, and I say, you know what? I'm ready to take a punch. 
I'm yeah. ready to take a punch. I know where the camera is. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm ready to take a hot punch in my face. That is the Jew part coming out. I know this guy would settle. I could use 10 grand or 15 oh, grand Jews. or whatever this guy could pull for me. And I was like, we'll get I'll you like, more. I we'll get you a lot more than that. I called yeah, you're a No way, you're a defense <laughs> lawyer. You're going to try to get and him nothing. The cops no, no, I, came I and the cops came. I was like, ugh, this idiot. Did you show I, up? He had to, there's nothing else he could do. He's the girls looking at him. His friends are there. Yeah. He's got to be the big guy. Yeah. He's got to punch the comedian. And I was ready for a nice fat thump in my head. <laughs> and it That's hilarious. I could, how much could I have made him a nice punch in the face? <laughs> it, it depends on injuries, but facial injuries yeah. have real value. And if, if you have, and he's a uh, performer, too. and you're he a performer, yeah. and you need it for work, you need your face for work, obviously. Of course. And uh, anything, uh, anything to the jaw, anything that snaps your head around, you could be looking at, uh, uh, you know, traumatic brain, TBI, as we call it, traumatic brain injury. Yeah. We would send you for the tests, and we'd go after him, his mom, his uncle, his everybody. pets, everybody. Oh my God. Yeah. Although I will tell you, most insurance policies will not cover for public policy. They won't uh, cover intentional acts. So you might have trouble getting to his insurance. And the idea is you can't insure your intentional you can't get beat people up insurance. It has to be yeah. your negligence. It would be better if he did something negligent, like just closed his eyes and spun around with his fists no, and if hit you, you. If you just came and punched me. You could I, sue him personally. You okay. wouldn't be able to get to his homeowner's insurance. But even insurance. if you sue somebody, homeowners. they don't have That's where the real money is. That's where the real money is. Insurance no, policy. Okay, so okay. Let's just take this the way. Is it just, okay. Straight so punch, you can sue him. That's you can sue okay, him. right? I, I feel, I feel more, uh, Modi's planning something my, my for next weekend. I was just wondering just how... Imagine a guy living in Livingston, New Jersey, Got probably it. has a yep. nice car, this and that, works in his family's business, contracting, whatever he was. He's one of these like Goomba guys. Uh, okay, now his my lawyer calls da 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 da. How much is he going to settle for just to finish this off? That's true. And because his insurance company would probably leave him in the, uh, in the lurch because he committed an assault. Uh, and it really depends on your injuries. But the more serious your injuries, the more you could go after him. But if he's a... There's, there's almost no private individual that could maintain a lawsuit on their own for a case like that. So you would probably get actually, I, you know, I don't this may be heresy. What I'm about to say is you could probably sue him into into non-existence if he was overserved. The other option in cases like that can be the bar. Oh, yeah. What what we call a dram shop act. And you see yeah. it a lot right, in cases right. like assaults yeah. or DUIs where people leave and run over somebody. The person doesn't really have any money. But the bar carries insurance for that, and I know that as you're connected. To Let's the not bar, talk about that. So I take that we're here right. at the we're here at the cellar. So I'm I'm not going to uh, right. I'm not going to say that. Okay, but, so, but but I, what you find is that those are usually not appetizing cases unless you want vengeance, and if that's what you want, you can go after his house. You can try to liquidate nah, his house. I'm looking for fifteen thousand dollars. No, for an injury yeah. like that, you would get more than fifteen thousand. Oh, definitely a, in New York, I have a, you would definitely good. get a lot more. They don't have injury to. attorney. <laughs> <laughs> if you oh, sue somebody horrible. and and uh the judge rules in your favor, they still you still have to chase that person down to pay. Absolutely. You, right? You do, yes, technically, but that's why that's why Salino and Barnes. And, that's and, what OJ and I do, did, and right? I do civil litigation as well. OJ moved out of the state. Uh, yeah. Yes, he yeah. did. Yes, typically, in, that's why insurance companies are, just, are so appetizing because they pay. They they are built for litigation and yeah. they pay up on claims. Uh, that's why it's not as fun to go after an individual, 
even if he does have a nice house, because you're going to have to execute against that house. You have to sell it, liquidate it. And those are all things that are not as easy as they sound. Right. That's why, you know, even OJ, a guy who apparently had a lot of assets somewhere, was able to hide them and run around and avoid and avoid paying off on them. So, yeah, I mean, if you get a verdict, you would much rather a verdict against a large company and certainly a company that has an insurance has insurance coverage. What right. insurance That's are we even key. talking about, though, if it's a person? I'll give you an example. If it's an individual, sometimes your homeowner's insurance covers things. Uh, so, for example... Like outside the home? Yeah, absolutely. You? Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of you are probably renters, like I me. have renter's insurance. You have renter's insurance, but that's not really the same, because yeah. that covers I what I pay $100 a house. year. There's no way home. it covers I, yeah. I own my house. I have insurance You have homeowner's house. insurance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Homeowner's insurance will sometimes cover things that you do outside me the home. Me punching a guy in the face. No, gonna, never. No, never, because that's an intentional act. Not not. Punching a guy in the face, but uh, I'm. What if you go to punch the guy and he moves out of the way and you punch his girlfriend? Then that was an accident. I Boris thinks like a lawyer. He thinks like a law professor. I love it. Yeah, that's the doctrine of transferred intent. So they take that intent and it's as if you intended to hit the girlfriend. Oh man, yeah. Let's move to let's move to another question that I have. Commit crimes. Can we get back to the comedy? Yeah. So. Say you're Egyptian. This is, <laughs> no, it's coming towards the end, don't But um, so here's the thing. Like somebody show up to a theater and shoot everybody in the theater. If he's Muslim, he's a terrorist. If he's uh, white, he is mentally ill. Uh, Lone wolf. Uh-huh. How yeah. do you, how do you make, as, as, as an attorney or by law, how do you, what's the difference between hate crime, uh, being a terrorist and mentally ill? Hate crimes, uh, well, mental illness is only really relevant to an insanity defense. But don't you think that all of them are mentally ill? Whoever is doing something like that? Here is, they may be mentally ill, but the legal definition of insanity has been around for about 200 years. Uh And it's a very specific definition. Again, it varies from state to state, which is amazing. doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? Well, yeah, that's that's the common, (laughs) right, that's the, the common understanding of insanity. But the legal definition is this. It's an old rule called the Monoton Rule, and it means one of two things. Either you didn't understand what's called the nature and consequences, and that means that uh, I, I hit somebody on the shoulder with a water bottle, but it's actually a battle axe, and I didn't realize that because my, I'm so messed up, I think it's a water bottle. Yeah. Or, and this is where people get into, it's tricky, or they didn't understand what they were doing was wrong. And the wrongfulness is not measured by what you personally thought rather what society thought. So in a case where somebody kills someone and then wanders into the street with their severed head and no clothes on and just lays down, that's somebody who's not looking to get away. They're not looking to hide. They're, mm-hmm. not, they're not trying to be evasive or hide the body. That is a stronger case for insanity. In most of these cases, people come in, shoot up a theater or somewhere, and then they try to get away. They try to, and so any evidence of them trying to be evasive is evidence that they did know what they did was wrong, or that specifically society thinks what they did was wrong, and therefore they don't have a uh, an insanity defense. So, so that's the escape, insanity defense. If you try to escape, then it's not insanity. Anyone who tries to escape has a consciousness of what they did was wrong. Uh-huh. That will defeat an insanity defense. That's why the insanity defense is much less viable than than people generally think it is. It's very difficult to prove. The other reason it's not a good option is because you have to admit to the underlying crime. You're basically saying, I did this, Mm -hmm. but here's some additional facts. I have a mental illness. You're conceding the facts. You're saying, I did shoot the sheriff, but I did it because I have this mental illness. Then you have to prove the mental illness. And it's, it's not usually a viable option. 
Insanity in the law is a very specific thing, although it does vary from state to state. And some states have gotten rid of it, some Western states. What about that affluenza guy? So this is a great, so affluenza, this is the story of the juvenile who was, uh, somebody was really just a very detestable set of facts. The guy, the kid was very wealthy. Uh, his parents uh, overwhelmed him with money and he got drunk and drove and killed, I think, like four people. Yeah. It's just a real, real, no. real jerk. Yeah. So at his sentencing, his juvenile sentencing, um, he hired an expert, a very expensive expert, to testify that he was a victim of, be, of excess, of being a spoiled kid. And therefore, the court should go easy on him. The thing that the, that sort that got sort of miscommunicated was this was not a defense to the crime. He was not saying set me free because I'm uh, because of affluenza. It was for leniency. It was for exactly. Yeah. It was for leniency. And you know what? When it comes to sentencing, when I'm at a sentencing hearing, I'll try almost anything the judge will let me do to curry to to get some kind of sympathy. Now, mm -hmm. did it work on a global scale? Heck no. Yeah. And it, you know, later on, he tried to escape to Mexico. So, I mean, I guess nothing would have worked. Yeah, for him, him and his mom. Yeah. Him and his mom, and they yeah. were caught in a Domino's. Wow. When yeah. you're in Mexico, <laughs> just go to the taco hut. And yeah, if you're that don't... rich, why would you go to a Domino's? That, go to a nice place. <laughs> that's Especially right. in Mexico. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, your money's worth so much more there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is... Um, that you asked about hate crimes too. Hate crimes, I think, are controversial because most of the time in our crime, in our criminal law, we care about whether or not I intended to shoot somebody. We don't care about the motive. Mm -hmm. Normally, it doesn't matter if I if I shoot Derek. All the law cares about normally is did I aim it at him uh -huh. and did I intend for him to to be harmed by the bullet. Yeah, it does. The law has traditionally never cared if it's because Derek is tall and yeah. he is. It's because, or is it because he's blonde yeah. and he is? Yeah. Or did I choose him because he's blonde and I didn't choose the other people because they have dark hair? Yeah. All good reasons, mind you. All good, all fantastic <laughs> reasons. But hate crimes inject the the uh, issue of motive, yeah. which has really only been evidence of intent. But motive is a is it's, part of the crime in a hate crime. It's so close to be mentally ill and hate crime, don't you think? Like, sure, yeah. I think I think the essence. I think there's not a. Uh, I, I think you'll find that. Most people charged with hate crimes probably have mental illness because yeah. I think the essence of thinking that one race or one religion is inherently evil and dangerous and that's yeah. why they have to be killed. There's got to be mental illness in that. Does it rise to legal insanity? No. And most of the time it doesn't because legal insanity is just so such a high burden to meet in most states. I feel like the, the murdering part, I guess, is where it sounds like mental illness. But like thinking of one race, I mean, I know a lot of racist people. I know a lot of culturally people that like are just raised to not like other cultures or yeah. to like that's not that unusual like half the world is mentally ill at least if right that's like right gonna lead people to murder by the way mental illness and this is a, a statistic the the nra often cites is that mental illness in most cases the vast majority of cases people with mental illnesses it does not uh make them violent violence is a small percentage right of people actually with mental more likely to be victims right. of violence that's right. right that's exactly right boris yeah that's right so statistics bear it out that i mean for, for what it's worth, mental illness doesn't normally lead to violence. We got to mm. give them guns to defend themselves. That's right. That's right. I feel in the Middle East, we have, you know, more better laws and stuff like that. Like they ask you first, like they, they want to understand, is he, was he Jewish? You know, there's, there's other, <laughs> other reasons that could make sense if you kill somebody. But, you know, um, so, okay. What about, uh, let's talk about the police excessive uh, force. Yes. When, what, what, what's, you know, what's the limit? Like what? How is it? Like sometimes it's like okay, and sometimes it's not. Police are trained to use, and it's hard to give it. An, I can't give you a level from one to ten, but police are trained to use 
exactly as much force as is needed to stop the threat. And when we talk about police to st- shootings, to stop the threat, threat on themselves. The threat on themselves. So when not, you talk about not police on shootings, the, not on the like say if if they were like the incident at the White House, that's a th- like that's a terrorist threat. They're afraid that. I see what you're saying. Someone it, that someone yeah. else will be here. Well, if it's at the White House, it's the Secret Service. So the Secret yeah. Service have, but have it was a different, the police. A different mission. That, it was it the if it was the um, it was the police. If it was the, the Capitol Police, oh, no, it wouldn't be the Capitol Police. But if it was, uh, do you remember DC the car that was uh, you know uh, running in the front of uh, the White House and then they shot her? The regular police. Can you can you Google that for us? Yeah, yeah I, okay. I I don't remember the case specifically, okay. but when it comes to using deadly force, the general rule is police can shoot to stop the threat. So they're trained, and it's kind of unre- sometimes it seems unrealistic that they can do this in a split second. But they're trained to shoot, reassess. Is he still coming at me? Shoot, reassess. It doesn't feel like that's happening in a lot of these cases because you know you hear people, you hear these videos shooting of people like shooting like fifteen times. shots in a row. I right. thought by law they're supposed to keep shooting the whole uh, thing, the whole clip. No. Yeah, no, no, no. no. That's they're excessive force. They, they're most of them are trained, and there are different ways of training. But uh-huh. but for the most part. The, the popular training is to shoot and then make a microsecond reassessment of the threat. Okay. They're also not, they're also not trained to shoot to injure. They are not trained right. to shoot yeah. the torso. They're, they're going, they're, for, torso they're going for what's called center body mass. Okay. Because that's stopping power. I mean, if you, you know, you'll kill someone, obviously, if you shoot them in the head, but the head's hard to hit. It's not as easy as you think. Yeah. If you've ever been shooting, I, I, I've been, and honestly, hitting it three or four feet away is a challenge with a pistol. I mean, yeah. it's not, a rifle's different. Rifle's a lot easier, but, but with pistols, it is tough. So they're trained to shoot center mass because it's big and you can stop people and they're trained to shoot, reassess. They're, they're trained not to injure because and this is where I think police violence is controversial. I try to isolate it. And what is the thing that makes it controversial? It's because police are trained that you have to protect yourself. And the reason for that is liability, because police state police uh, agencies would be liable if they did anything less, if they didn't train police officers to protect themselves. So they're taught shoot stop the threat aim for center body mass and uh again it's one of those societal decisions we're gonna have to make maybe we have to make a decision as a society that hey if you're a cop if you choose to be a cop you are sort of signing up for more risk and you have to give these suspects more of a chance you have to give them give them a break uh you know there are rules called the fleeing felon rule if somebody's committed a violent let me ask you what what you guys think if somebody has committed you believe they've committed a violent crime and they're running away with the Bowie knife. What can you do? Shoot him. Oh, sorry. No, I'll come to Derek. I want to hear what Derek, what do you think? Okay. Uh, I mean, if you see them, they, they committed the act. They have the, the weapon on them. I say shoot them. Yeah. Because, all right, so. You're talking as a police officer or as, as a police individual? officer. Yeah. As a police officer, you shoot them. And because you, you know, you're an agent of the law, you're, you've seen it, you've seen it all transpire, whatnot. I, uh, conversely opposite, though, um, I'm familiar with the Walter Scott case down in yes. North Charleston yes. where he was just trying to run away because he owed child support. Right. Which, right. and you saw the cop draw his gun Western style and shoot him in the back. That's cowardice. Cause that's just money. That's yeah, not going to, that's, gonna, that's, that's not going to get the money. Right. Yeah. That's not going to, well, he got off. The cop got off and there's no, um, and there is no intent to kill. There's no harm. And now that guy, you know, Walter Scott's going to be able to pay back any of that money. So what was the fucking point of that? Yeah. But yeah, as far as like a violent act or something like that, sure. Right. You know, and that I was the so. difference with Walter Scott was that there was no violent crime involved. Yeah. So there is a fleeing felon. So rule. why did he get off? Here's why. The reality is juries have a really hard time convicting police officers because here's what happens. Here's the typical police officer defense. 
uh, they, the police officer will call what's called a use of force expert. And the use of force expert will say, will try to articulate the facts in a way that, okay, based on our training, when he, you see in this video, he made this move and we're taught that any forward motion means there's still a potential threat. And when it comes down to it, citizens, jurors have a real hard time convicting police officers. They really do. It's a psychological thing. I mean, yeah. I couldn't really tell you exactly why, except that what they're you doing find the is it's hard that to do. you won't. You right. Know? And that's the way you, if you're the defense, that's the way you paint it. You say, this is a guy, he's out there. He's, you know, he's been on the force for 12 years. He's seen it. He's seen it all. I mean, he's, he's here keeping your family safe every night. And I think, that's probably why jurors have a hard time convicting. See, now I have a GED, so I'm an expert on constitutional <laughs> law as well. And in in theory, from what I've read, the, the idea of the Second Amendment is to be able to keep these things at the lowest level possible, at the individual level possible, so that you don't have to have a cop intervene on your or side. Or you can shoot the cop yourself without waiting <laughs> for a jury. Right. No, but, um, and, and so, like, a lot of these situations gets, get muddled when we transfer our rights over to the state in terms of having a cop, you know, take over for our That's security right. and whatnot. It's hard to be like, well, this guy was protecting me. I'm going to throw him under the bus now. That's right. You know, so unless people want to take that, in my opinion, they want to take that accountability onto themselves then you got to, I mean, you got to be a little bit more sympathetic to cops. And I've been the type of person who wants to call cops out. I, I joined the protest or whatever against the guy who shot against Walter Scott and whatnot. But um, at the same token, like I, I have family members who are cops. They put themselves on the line all the time for people. And it's like, you, you got to be sympathetic to some degree to that. It's a muddled issue. It's not like black and white like everybody wants right. to paint That's it. That's right. right. And then remember also with a cop uh, defending himself, if he takes the stand, he can, he can describe to the jury the facts what as he, he saw to. them. Yeah. And the law says that we won't look at, we, we don't have the luxury, we can't look at what an officer did with the luxury of hindsight. We have to look at the facts that were available to him and in the split the time, second, right. making split second decisions and thinking for his life. Now, all that being said, I still have a hard time understanding how a jury didn't find uh, the officer guilty in the Walter Scott case. But it really is a teachable uh, moment in showing us that, that juries hate convicting cops. It's yeah, tough, that's it's a tough thing. That's crazy. But if, if somebody is running away in a car, they train to let him go so that he doesn't hurt anybody else and follow him from from. That's, away. Yeah, no, that's hyper, a modern policy. The, so, the, the, yeah, the pursuit policy is uh, several years ago, police agencies started deciding that when a when there's a high speed chase, yeah. it's more dangerous to the other people exactly. walking their dog and everything else. Yeah. But you go back to that fleeing felon rule, and one of the, the big, I think it was a Tennessee case, uh, the issue came up, here's some crazy driver, and he's already almost run over a cop, and what are you allowed to do to get him off the road? And what they eventually did, either killed or, or permanently ruined, you know, maimed this guy. Uh, and so that became a Supreme Court case. You know, it doesn't matter if, the, the, is it the same rule for a car? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, if somebody is a threat to others, the fact that they're trying to get away, you can still use deadly force if needed to stop them. That's really controversial because it requires an officer deciding, ah, that's a dangerous felon at the mm -hmm. outset before he uses deadly force. So it is, it's a controversial rule, the fleeing felon rule. Definitely. See, did you guys know that? Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. So uh, back to Trump a little bit. Yeah. One yeah. of one of your beautiful articles that I really like is like you said. Would would you uh, would lawyers let a client like Trump talk yeah. to investigators? Yeah. So that's okay. that, that's I, I, lo I love. One so of the, what, yeah. What one of the most that? agonizing things that happens to me is in federal cases 
when a U.S. attorney, when a client comes to you and says, FBI agents came to my work. That's what they usually, they'll come to your work or they'll come to your home. They know yeah, been these there, are masters there. of mm-hmm. putting the pressure on you. They've been there. Really? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we had a whole new area to go into. And uh, here's, it, it's often investigators will ask you to, a person to come in and talk to them. In almost all instances, 99% of the time, uh, I would advise a client to never do this because number one, it's voluntary. You don't have to go in. Number two, as we've seen in politics, people like General Flynn, these are people that all were convicted, that were accused of crimes that had nothing to do with the whatever they were being investigated for. If you go in and talk to a federal investigator and you tell them a lie, it doesn't matter that you may not have even committed any other crime. Misleading intentionally a federal agent is a felony all by itself. It's what Martha Stewart was convicted of. Martha Stewart was not convicted of insider trading. She was convicted of when she went in to talk to investigators, she lied about what she knew when she made these trades. Oh, and that uh, had that wow. was the crime. So as a general rule, I have to have a really good reason to let a client go in and talk to federal investigators because so only bad things the house, can happen. You, and they say, can you come downtown with us? Whatever it is, you just say no. You say, thank you. Let me get your card. I'm calling Danny Savalas. That's what okay. I'm, and, and he's going to, he'll call the I'm U.S. Calling attorney. I'm calling Salino and Barnes. No, Salino and Barnes. I want him. I want Salino and Barnes. The guy's you're like calling, death. <laughs> looks like hell. You're calling, you're, you're calling your attorney and he'll reach out to the, uh, he'll reach out to the agents and, uh, and probably not let you go talk to them unless I get some real assurances. There are three levels of, of, of people uh, in the federal investigative system. You are either a, a target, a subject, or a witness. And if I get assurances that Boris is 100% a witness, we're not interested in him, and we just want to find out what, what, you know, what he knows about uh, this cell phone or something else, then maybe I'll let him go talk. But all it takes is one goofy answer by Boris to turn him from the lowest level of a witness all of a sudden to the highest level, which is a target. So but it's then, a, it's but then they can peril. subpoena you. They can subpoena you. They can subpoena you to testify. But if you're a target, number one, they normally don't do that because they know you're going to assert your Fifth Amendment uh, if you're subpoenaed to testify. Okay. If you're even a subject, they yeah, can subpoena you, you yeah. and, uh, and you can take the Fifth Amendment. So okay, that's, we're sh- and that's the battle with Trump right now. That's okay. where we are. That brings us to Trump. Uh, he is being, the, the battle now is what if, it's what a if showdown. What if it's to testify? The showdown now is if Mueller decides to subpoena Trump, what will Trump do? Because the answer to whether or not a, a, a president can be subpoenaed to testify before a grand jury is technically an open question. But we have enough guidance from the little bit of case law on this. We have Richard Nixon as president. We have Bill Clinton as president. Richard Nixon didn't want to turn over the White House tapes that he had been yeah. making these surreptitious tapes uh, of his conversations. And that case back in the 70s held that, no, no, a subpoena for documents you can lay that on the president for his tapes, and he has to turn them over. That's different from a subpoena to testify, but it's close enough to give us some guidance. Then you had Bill Clinton in the Paula Jones case, which did deal with a civil case, someone suing someone, not a criminal case, but it was the question of can the president be forced to testify? And the answer to that appears to be yeah. So can a sitting president be subpoenaed to testify in a criminal case before a grand jury we can probably assume the Supreme Court would say, yes, he can, but it is technically still an open question. And that's the showdown. Mm-hmm. Mueller has a tough choice to make. He has to say, I could, I could create a controversy that will, will really rip the country apart constitutionally uh, if I subpoena him. Or I can give him something that the government never gives any, other, any of my clients, 
which is an option to sit down with us and we'll let you make up some of the rules. Ah, we'll only let you do it for two hours. <laughs> oh, we'll give you the questions beforehand. This never happens to my clients. Yeah. My clients get a take it or leave it offer from, from the government. You can come in if you want. I'm not even going to tell you anything that we're going to ask him about. We're going to surprise the, the heck out of him yeah. with questions he didn't see coming. And uh, there are no assurances. So you do see different treatment because he's the president. Yeah. But that may be a prudent decision in the end, because do we really want a constitutional showdown where Trump says, you can't subpoena me, and it goes to the Supreme Court. But they so right now need, they're playing blink. Tune in next week. Tune, it's like an episode of Real Housewives. <laughs> it's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It, it, nonsense. Yeah. For nonsense. For subpoena, you need probable cause that, that this is evidence of a crime, but he doesn't necessarily have to be the criminal. It just but has what, to be but the what is, I've watched a few Alan Dershowitz videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so like, since collusion is not a specific crime right. in that instance, like, right? That's right. They, so they would need, which they don't have yet technically, right? They're looking for evidence of the crime rather than have a crime that they're looking for evidence to support. Right. I mean, they have to believe they don't need they, – they have a convened grand jury. So now that the grand jury is already convened, all they have to do is get a subpoena from that grand jury. And they don't really need to make a, a major showing of probable cause or anything like that. That was already the, the existence of the grand jury tells us that there is that there is probable cause out there. It's not like a, a search warrant that they're issuing a subpoena. They can issue pretty easily through the grand. In fact, yeah. they mostly fill it out themselves, the prosecutors, and they can subpoena uh, they can subpoena Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, and it's not it's actually they don't need to show that he's even uh, that he's maybe committed a crime because. Like I said before, you can be just a witness. You can be you can be the Verizon technician that happened to work on the house that day and and maybe saw something. I mean, that's really all a witness is. And the grand jury has so much power to bring witnesses and documents in front of it with the subpoena power. So Trump doesn't even need to be a target. Then there's the issue that some people say Trump can't be a target because the president can't be prosecuted. That's another open issue that we can all debate. He would need to be impeached so, and then prosecuted. So um Touching that point, one of the things that you said, let me see if I got it straight, that you rather uh, informal interview than to be subpoenas to, to testify because if you subpoena, you, you won't have a lawyer. That's right. That's well, right. How, if you're subpoenaed is, to testify, lawyers, you will not lawyers, have a lawyer. Why? Right. I'll tell you why. Because the grand jury process yeah. is designed to be one sided. It's only it's basically and most of you, if you've never sat on a grand jury, I have you it's have amazing. Right. Because it's it's not something you see. You mostly see trials on he TV. Went for the you don't see grand juries. <laughs> and you probably you went to a an undisclosed location, maybe more of a conference room type atmosphere. And you only saw the prosecutor. You didn't see any defense attorneys. It's the prosecutor's show. But isn't it? Your Thank God we had a few guys that wanted to defend themselves. That was oh, oh wow! Oh, I bet that would that's great to watch. The best. But it <laughs> had to be awesome. But isn't it your right to have a lawyer, like by law? You are right. Yeah, in a grand, it, but not at a grand jury. And in they, a grand wow. jury, if they you want to consult you with your lawyers, exactly, they literally set you up. They te this is what's happening. This guy's coming in, and this is what he's going to talk about. And then they yep. read you this stupid law that no one understands. Uh, your job is to know, and they're telling you what your job is, and and they're telling you that this, the, and now the state is going to present this to you, so you can do your job. And then the guy comes in, like these kids from with the awful suits come in, and they horrible, horrible, and um, and they and they like literally lead everybody in. Yes, it's the prosecutor's show. 
Yeah, that's but right. It, and it, you have more experience with a grand jury than me. I've never been inside a grand but jury. But that's what it killed me. And I never why will be. Boggling. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, how is it legal not to have Because a lawyer? They're not know? denying you your right to counsel. You, in fact, in some cases, you can walk out between questions and technically consult with your lawyer who sits in the hallway. But uh, the grand jury has has never allowed uh, uh, defense attorneys in because it's not. It, it's technically the prosecutor's show. It's their show complete. It's a one-sided affair. There uh -huh. is no other side. All they need to do is show is get enough probable cause in front of a grand jury to indict, and that's it. So you do not, as a witness, have your lawyer in the room with you at a grand jury. Why is a grand that the jury case? That's just always been the rule. I mean, you still have your right to counsel. No one's denying you your right to counsel, but defense attorneys like me are never allowed in a grand jury room. Right. Never. Yeah. You've no. You have. You have more it experience was, with it, it than I do. It was mind-boggling. Yeah. It was so scary that this is how our society functions. Crazy, and I touched on it. That's Thank right. you, America. <laughs> Thank right. you, mm -hmm. just just for you. So, um, from ev all the tr the trouble that Trump's is going through, yes, which one, which which is the most dangerous? Case? Yeah, the most dangerous uh, might not be the Mueller case, and I only say that because none of us know exactly what Mueller's doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're leak proof, but the DOJ has always been very leak proof, so I'm I, I think that's pretty normal. I think in a strange way, and people disagree with me, I'm in the minority, I think this Stormy Daniels case uh, could be the undoing of the president. For me, the key is Hell he's yeah, done depositions right. before. Hell yeah. Her or the you, other woman combined? No, not the other woman, because I think it's generally accepted that he's he's messed around. Her lawyer seems and, smart. Yeah, yeah Michael Avenatti. I've been on with him a ton. He is the perfect guy. At least he knows the reality him. show element of it. You know, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, her yeah. on SNL. He's yeah. fantastic on TV. He's yeah. outstanding on TV. And uh, but he has really come up with a brilliant. I have to agree. He has laid these traps for the Trump team and they've stepped in them. I, here's something to think about. This entire case in California that that may take down the presidency is because Trump and Cohen tried. They started it. They tried to sue the president or they tried to sue Stormy Daniels to force her into arbitration. So she couldn't talk about what her sex with Trump. That's the only reason yeah. that they're now embroiled in this case in California. And now they can't get out because they're too deep. I don't want to bore with the, process, the procedural issues of it. But the point is they can no longer get out because now Stormy Daniels has countersued Michael Cohen. But the important thing is that this started. Uh, Michael Avenatti would not have had a case against them if Trump and Cohen hadn't tried to sue her first and put her in arbitration. But they insisted on silencing her, which now she's already told her story. Who yeah. even cares? But now they're in a case in California. And the next up is what we call discovery. That means depositions. And if you get Trump into a deposition, I think that could be the end of his presidency, even if it's for an Why hour. Could because... he, he will just be impeached and that's it? No, no, no. no. I think it's no. because when a deposition is a is like an interview under oath. And, uh -huh. he'll and because say it's under dumb. oath. Exactly. Because yeah. it's under oath, there's the risk of perjury if you lie. Uh, so remember we talked about sitting with investigators? Yeah. That's not under oath, but it happens to be a separate felony to lie to I'm investigators. Lying, right. In a deposition, is if any of you have ever been in a deposition, they're very long, very boring, but they're basically a very long interview that's everything's under oath. Every answer, everything is taken down by a court reporter. And, uh, and they're very wide-ranging. They're wide in scope. And attorneys like me, we ask the broadest questions we can And if Trump tries to finagle his way through it, now, admittedly, he's done depositions in the past and he's gotten through, and he, but he, he hasn't he, been the he president. Can, but he can say, I, I plead the fifth. He can plead the fifth, uh, but 
also remember that if the president actually pleads the fifth, meaning that on the advice of counsel, he might incriminate himself, then that would be politically, uh, un- that would be a disaster. That would I don't think it is. I don't get it won't. That's what they want. That's what they want. I don't think people give a shit. If they had any brains, drop it. Who drop it? The whole people that are anti-Trump, if they had any brains, drop it, and then he'll mess up. And But no, he'll say the fit, and he'll just bring him even higher and higher. You guys are not... Re- no... I feel like I'm the only one that's getting this. Wait, what do you mean? No, like, uh, in this no, case, I think sure I know where you go, but no, I do I know want to hear more of this. Yeah. I know no, no, exactly no, what you're saying. saying. Yeah, so he can play the fifth, but you said politically he won't look good. He'll get off. He'll get you, off. If, if, if history is any indication, fine. you're probably right. I mean, he's, he's got never a uh, house of cards. When, uh, I played the fifth. I played the fifth. I played the fifth. The guy. And he got off. And it, 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 if Trump played the fifth on the whole thing across, they'll... Yes, it doesn't look like it looks like he's hiding something, but he's not gonna get impeached. I, I like how you getting your information from House of Cards, um, <laughs> and me, uh, Law and Order. What was you? Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean, they give us context. Yeah, I think they're true. great, and they're yeah. good shows. Why not? And they have so, real law so and real even, information. So Stormy Dennis did sign disclosure, right? How come she's she's talking? She signed a, a settlement agreement. Uh-huh. A settlement agreement based on. Hey, we both agree that we have information about about each other that's very bad. So Trump already was party to a contract where he admitted, hey, you have mm-hmm. information about me, including maybe text messages. Who knows what those are? Yeah. Remember, Avenatti tweeted a photo of a DVD. Who knows what's on that DVD? But the entire point was that they had a contract, and it was that Stormy Daniels couldn't talk about her experience. Mm-hmm. And if you read the contract, with any then-married men. Who, who else? I mean, who, obviously it was this guy, David Dennison, a.k.a. Donald Trump, who signed, who was part of the agreement. So that's what this entire thing grew from, was that Cohen and, and uh, Trump, when she they found out that Stormy was starting to talk, they tried to sue her in arbitration, basically, to silence her. And that gave Avenatti the ability to say, no, no, because you tried to put us in arbitration, now we can bring a case in court. And now they're stuck in court. And, and, now, and now, now she can talk. No, it, technically, she may be in breach of the contract. But if I was advising Trump and Cohen, I'd say, who cares? Yeah. You know what? Back out of the contract. Say, hey, you know what? We give, her, we give it up. You can talk about anything in the world you want. The reason maybe they have considered this and the reason is that Stormy has only scratched the surface and she has worse. Maybe that's why they're holding on to this. Uh, okay. the, I mean, that could be it. But maybe it's just hubris. Maybe these guys are – I mean, they've made so many mistakes – Legally, they've hired Rudy Giuliani, who is yeah. uh, look hey, America's mayor, but <laughs> but he has said provably inconsistent things, yeah. not by my opinion, by his own words in the last week. So that was not a. I a have great a legal theory. Strategy. I don't know if you want. I think that he never liked Trump since he lost the election to him, and I think he really want to bring him down. No, Do you know, no. Is can I tell you, really? I uh, someone, and I don't. I, I would say I, I really don't remember who it he was, must but be someone genius. with a lot of he, the, the man's a genius yeah. or the woman. I don't remember uh, who. Yes, was was saying that theory to me the other day, and I have to say that I can't rule that out. That's the only explanation I can't for rule him. That out, no. you know. I don't think so. I think first of all, I I. I think Giuliani was was. You know why looking... I'm saying that? Did, did you see that yeah, the, yes. the people versus they... uh, OJ when they were interviewing uh, a lawyer and he was talking about John Travolta's character and he's like, uh, "Is he still the leader 
uh, Shapiro still the leader? He's like, yeah, a lot of people say he's dumb and he's this and he's that, but he's still the leader. Nobody likes him in the team. And he's like, well, don't fucking say it then, you know? So it's the same thing. I think he's just trying to, like, he's helping, but he's not. Giuliani was craving some limelight. This was an amazing way to get back in the cameras. I think it was also, they said that, you know, he did, because that's going to come out that he covered that, 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 that money. Yeah. So he said, let me put this out crazy. Instead of let it leak out the other way. We'll against, see. Against, that could be. That could be. Against, it's again, again, stop thinking politics and start thinking reality show. That's what the whole Giuliani thing was. I think so. He brought I'm that still in. Still stuck in my brought, theory. The other thing he said was interesting, but um, but I don't think it'll go there. And uh, um, but it's it's again, it's just the reality show. Everybody's busy with this. Pre and my God, Clinton. What Clinton did in that in that Oval Office, and this and this this all this stuff happened when he wasn't even president. Yeah. So it's gonna fly over, and and again, a lot of time will be wasted by the anti-Trump people, and it'll only make him stronger. I have one case in point. I again, one of my theories was one of the reasons that Trump got elected was because of that grabbing by the pussy. They thought this was gonna bring him down. Instead, it reminded America. It's a man. It's a man. Stop thinking in Greenwich Village. Just talk about America. Right. Yeah. It reminded America. It's a man. Yeah. Don't you want a man in that office? And if you don't, if you're okay with a woman, here's the option. Her, Hillary Clinton, and what's his name? We'll take the man. <laughs> we'll take the man. Yeah. And that's what this is all going to... It just keeps blowing up in their face. They need to go fight it. Fight fire with fire. Don't fight reality show with politics. Don't well, fight that's what's with gonna happen the next law. Time. Yeah. Well, also a campaign yeah. message that's not Trump is bad. Well, I think I, th right, yeah. I think it's always been. No, no, listen, the, 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 the bottom line is like it's never about bringing Trump down or Obama down. What the, what the other parties trying to do is to distract them from making anything good memorable to the country so they can win the election the next time. That's, Doesn't that's, matter. You have Din Vechajbun. It's going to be at the end of the day, he's going to say when it's time to re and he hasn't stopped yeah, his election. Yeah, but he's not going to win again. He's you know what I think running. Trump should do? He's still doing massive theaters and whatever stadiums of people. Yeah. He's still on the election trail and at the end of the day, in the, whenever they start to, to do the, the re-election stuff, he's going to say, hi, I've been in president. And besides all these idiots trying to bring me down, here's what I did. The market's doing this. That's doing this. Hey, guess what? China and North Korea are talking. This one's talking. That one's talking. The, he has Oh, yeah. Middle, to say. middle America will totally buy into all that. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He, you, no one. Is, I, feel, I don't think I'm smart. I don't think we I, agree. We agree. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but is nobody seeing this? <laughs> is nobody seeing this? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Unless the economy yeah. collapses, he's got so a bunch fast. of stuff on yeah. paper. Listen, I, I think he done some good things. If they, especially, if they, I've said it. If the know? stormy stuff continues, I think he should admit to it all. Admit yeah. to the collusion. Yeah, walk into the shit. street naked and plead insanity defense. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That could that's, work. That's amazing. Well, Danny, this has been awesome. You, know. uh, you were great. Yeah. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, Hatem, you're an amazing uh, host seat person. I mean, you look like Bin Laden over there with your great beard. <laughs> but you, you were very... Can I, <laughs> let me send the message. America, you will go down. Can, can <laughs> I ask... Adam, <laughs> Can I ask one more question? Yes, of well, course. If it's okay. Of course. Of All right. Course. I have a theory. It's going back to me too. 
Uh, I have a theory that um, Ronan Farrow, uh, in, in an attempt to like kind of almost undo all that bad psychology that he got because he doesn't know who his real dad is, uh, <laughs> became such a great investigative reporter to blow up this Me Too thing. Do you do you get that feeling from him? Like you're like a kind of a colleague, right? Like yeah, the, like uh, like where he's like he's like because him trying to say he's Woody Allen's kid. Come on, dog. We yeah. all see Sinatra in your face. Like, <laughs> I think we owe the Me Too movement to Mia Farrow Lion. Or to Sinatra. <laughs> or to Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's such like a, a hardcore, like, like, um, like I, I try to be like such a nice guy because my dad was a dickhead. Yeah. Right. So like, like almost kind of a recompensation of sorts. I don't know. I mean, I've actually I've uh, I think I've been on set with Ronan, but I don't think we've ever met. But uh, I mean, look, first of all, the reporting no matter what is insane. He's coming out with a new story almost every day. I mean, yeah. he's the most prolific. He is clearly motivated. I don't know what by, I mean, aren't we all motivated by our parents true, and, true. and whatever they did to us as, uh, as you know, good, bad or whatever. I don't know. I, I think that's, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know about that one, but uh, I think he's clearly a motivated Such a good guy. attorney. Cause he doesn't have to. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I really don't know. I mean, I'm all I can say this is Ronan is prolific. I mean, he's, he's, he really, is, he's he is. blowing it up and, and he's, he does, he's, he's killing it. He's, he's the Frank it. Sinatra of journalism. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any other questions? Uh, no, no. Danny? Well, it. Danny, it's been amazing having you really like, I can't believe it's been an hour and 20 minutes already. Oh, no way. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, and we definitely would love to have you again. I would be you know. honored. I, I, this has been a thrill. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Uh, would you like to share your information? Oh, at Derek underscore Humphrey. Twitter, Instagram, hit me up. Oh, I got podcast Derek Mansplains it all. Okay. Listen. When you say hit me up, you don't mean me, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, Danny? Uh, at Savalas Law. C-E-V-A-L-L-O-S-L-A-W. And uh, if somebody want to hire you as uh, their lawyer. Yeah, you can write me at uh, Danny at DannySavalas.com. We know a lot, of, a lot of criminals two listen one, to the two show. Two one, <laughs> yeah, have, have Modi. I need a jingle. Okay, have Modi a good jingle. Can Modi do a jingle for you? Yes, I would be honored. Yes, yes, yes that'd be yes, great. Yes. Okay, Boris. Uh, at the Boris K, if you want to uh, hire me as your lawyer. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're pretty smart too. He said I'm pretty good. He said I got yeah. a lawyer's mind. You know, I don't have a degree or nothing, but it's true. Oh, Modi, God, uh, ModiLive.com, M-O-D-I-Live.com. I'm a comedian. I'm not the Indian uh, <laughs> <laughs> prime minister, uh, and that's it. And I have a show uh, t- uh, tomorrow night. Not gonna... Never mind. Okay, I, you know, you'll see my show schedules yeah. and uh, the, the comedy seller. Yeah, the last show was amazing. But both were sold out. Yeah, yeah it's always sold out. And uh, you can uh, check us out at livefromamericapodcast.com and email us at livefromamerica at comedyseller.com. And we miss Norm, who's in Vegas. Uh, all right, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. That was great, that was guys. Fun. Thank yeah. you so much. That was fun. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. I feel First so much guest that now. really believes that I'm onto something. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs>